Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Psalm 105 from verse 1. Can we read it together? Ready, go. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous work which he has done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Amen. So the book of Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Give thanks to the Lord. Because he has done a lot for us. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is an expression of your appreciation and your gratitude to God for everything he has done in your life. It is an acknowledgement that you are not the one doing all the things. You are not the one in charge. You are not the one responsible for all the good things that happen in your life. It is an acknowledgement that you are not taking the credit. Anytime you refuse or you fail to thank God day by day, month by month, year by year, anytime you fail to continually be thankful to God, it is an indirect expression that you are taking the credit for what he is doing. And anytime you begin to take the credit for what God has done, he withdraws his hand from you. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving is an expression of your humility before God. That God, I may be smart, but you made me to be smart. I may, I may have made the right decisions, but it is you that made me to make the right decisions. I may be a good driver, but that is not why I've never had an accident this year. It is because you have always protected me. Because some of the best drivers in the world, hallelujah. One of my favorite drivers in movies is called Paul Walker. He can drive very well, but he, he's dead. And you know how he died? Accident. It is not because you are the best driver. That is why you didn't have an accident this year. It is because God has protected you. Amen. Yeah, God has protected you. And so the Bible said, in verse 5, he said, talk about his wondrous works. When God is good to you, don't hide it. You know, don't be afraid to let people know what God has done for you. Don't be shy to let people around you know what God is doing in your life. He said, remember his marvelous works, which he has done. Remember. Hallelujah. Remember. Now, the, the Bible always talks to us about remembering the goodness of God, because as one of the very natural attributes of human beings, that we are very forgetful. Human beings, we are very, very forgetful, especially good things. We remember bad things more than good things, you know. If I ask you about some, some important dates that you'll never forget in your life, most probably there will be bad things that happen to you. Maybe the day you had an accident, or the day you, they did an operation for you at the hospital, or the day you were sacked from job. We always remember bad things. That's why I always tell people. There are significant things when it happens in your life. You need to create a, a memorial for it to constantly remind you about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. 
Because in the book of Psalm 103, let's go to Psalm 103, verse 1. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy, holy name. When the Bible says bless the Lord, it means praise the Lord. It means praise the Lord. What does it mean to praise the Lord? Praise means an expression of God's magnitude. Praise is the expression of God's greatness. When you praise God, you are magnifying him. You are describing how great he is. That is praise. When you are thanking him, you are speaking about your appreciation of the good things he has done for you. And anytime you worship him, you are giving him honor for who he is over your life. So he said, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. All that is within me. That means my whole body, my whole life, everything about me must praise the Lord. If I am good at something, I must use it to do what? To praise the Lord. If you are beautiful or you are handsome or you are gifted at something, it must work towards one important purpose to praise the name of the Lord because he's the one who made you more beautiful than others. He's the one who made you more handsome than others. He's the one who made you gifted at that particular thing. He's the one who made you better than others. You cannot use what you are gifted in to look down on people and treat them like they are nothing and be embossed. You know, anytime you boast, you are taking credit for what you are, which you did not do. Praise the Lord, all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Do not forget the goodness of God. It is very easy. The devil will work around the clock to push you to the place of forgetting the goodness of God. And godly people, when they come close to you, or people who don't have the spirit of God, one of the things they try to do is to magnify your problems to you is to amplify your problem. They will talk only about bad things that happen in your life. But they never remind you about good things. And when you look into your life, most of the time you see that the good things happen in your life is always more than the bad ones. It is because you have not taken time to take inventory of the good things that are happening in your life. That is why it looks to you like God has, not, not, has done nothing. Because there are people here today who sit down and think God did nothing this year. And yet you are alive. Because you think even life is, is for granted. Ability to breathe freely. You take it for granted. Ability to get up every day and go about your duty and do all the things you do. You take it for granted. Even the ability to eat. Normal. Like you throw food into your mouth and it just goes down naturally. You take it for granted. We take everything for granted. We go to work every day and come back alive. Our children go out and come back alive. Everything is fine throughout the year. You've never been to the hospital this year. Or maybe you went, but you have recovered. People went and did not recover. They died. So there is so much. He said, do not forget. Somebody say, I will not forget. Say, I will not forget. Somebody say, I will never forget. Amen. You will only be a grateful Christian when you deliberately come to the place of refusing to forget his goodness towards you. Hallelujah. When you refuse to forget. Somebody say, I will not forget. One thing that we realized about Thanksgiving is that it always brings you into God's presence. Let's go to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. It said, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Amen. You know, sometimes it is good to refuse to be quiet. Sometimes the devil makes you depressed when you are quiet. Because the more quiet you are, the more he, you ponder about your problems. 
You think about one problem until you forget about 10 other blessings that God has brought in your life. You think about one problem, you forget 20 things God did for you this week. You think about one problem, you become quiet, you become depressed. You see, silence is a sign of defeat. When you get to the stadium, you can tell which, which team is winning. Even you don't need to go far to the stadium. Anywhere there's a football match on TV screen, when you go, don't ask who is winning. Just look at the people. The winning team is always making noise. Sometimes it is good to just open your mouth and shout and say, Thank you, Jesus. I am grateful for life. Hallelujah. Yeah. I am not where I, 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 want, I want to be by now, but I am no more where I used to be. For that, I am grateful. I may not have achieved all I planned for this year, but at least I am not where I used to be in 1st January this year. God has moved my life forward. I've, I've made progress. Even in the bad things that happened, I've gained some experience. Even the problem that came my way, the bad treatments I got at work and all that, I have become a wiser person. I have become a stronger person. In the midst of all the challenges, even the problem that the devil wanted to use, Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around for my good. You know, Romans 8, 28 said, all things, all things, the good and the bad, they work together for good. So sometimes you can just refuse to be quiet and open your mouth and sing some songs of praise. Hallelujah. And sing some songs of praise. And praise is not about voice. It's about your heart. You may not have a good voice, but you can still praise the Lord. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So the book of Psalm 100, it says, make a joyful shout. Don't only shout when bad things happen. This week, a friend of mine called me from the U.S. said, I lost my father. I said, oh, I shouted. My wife said, what happened? I said, somebody lost their dad. Not only when bad things happen that you should shout. Sometimes you should shout also about the goodness of God. Amen. And when people ask you, why are you shouting? I tell them, God has been good to me. And I'm grateful. God has been good to us. Yeah, he's been good to us. And he will continue to be good to us. Because he's a faithful God. And he never changes. Amen. He never changes. He's faithful. Verse 2. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Singing. So anytime you are coming into God's presence, be singing. Look for a song. Let the song be in your mouth. Otherwise, you can never enter his presence. Now, how can you sing when you are not grateful? There is no way you can sing unless you have the heart of gratitude. The only motivation for singing unto the Lord is gratitude. Especially if you are not in the choir. Because as for choir, you can become a religious exercise. But if you are not a chorister, and yet you want to sing unto the Lord, it must always be a result of gratitude. That's why the Israelites, when they were in captivity in Babylon, they said, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and we wept when we remembered Zion. They said, the people of the land said to us, sing to us. And they answered and said, how can we sing the Lord's song on a strange land? They said, we're only crying. They were only crying because as long as there is no gratitude in your heart, you can never sing unto the Lord. And as long as you cannot sing unto the Lord, you can never enter his presence. So if the devil wants to always want to keep you from the presence of God, one of the things he does is always overwhelm you with your problems and your needs. Hallelujah. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3. He said, know that the Lord is God. God is not a human being. Amen. 
Yeah. That's why you can afford not to worry when you believe that your life is in his hands. Your case is in his hands. Your issue is in his hands. He is in absolute control over your life. He cannot fail. There is no circumstance that can overwhelm him. He is God all by himself. He can do anything that he promised to do. Hallelujah. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. How you are today is God who made you. It is God who created you. So you owe him gratitude. You can't keep living as if you created yourself. And keep boasting and bragging in your own uniqueness and your strengths as if you are responsible for it. You can't keep taking the credit for what you are. You did not create yourself. He said, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. That is how powerful thanksgiving is. It gives you access. Everybody say access. Access. Amen. You know, you can never get to certain places unless you are given access. And into God's presence, wherever you are on this planet, even at the shrine, you can enter God's presence right at the shrine and bring God's presence to that shrine and paralyze all the demonic powers around. But the only way to enter his presence is thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Enter his gates. I like the way the message Bible put it. Let's read the message Bible. It says, enter with the password. You see, you can't open this, my phone, because I've put a, a code on it. My tablet, i put a code on it. My laptop, there's a code on it. But if I give you the password, you can enter. In fact, some people have it. Some people have the password to my phone. So they can enter. Only them can enter. If I give you this phone, it's useless to you. The password to entering God's presence is what? Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lift the right hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. I may not have all that I wanted to have this year, but I thank you. All my prayers has not been answered yet, but I thank you. All my requests has not been granted, but I thank you. I, I may not be as healthy as I wanted to be, but I thank you that I'm still alive. Hallelujah. I may not have reached where I want to reach by now, but I thank you. I still have problems here and there, but I thank you. My marriage is not the best I wanted it to be, but I thank you. I'm, I am not even married yet, but I thank you. I may not have money in my pocket, but I thank you. Hallelujah. But I thank you. I may not have a new dress for Christmas, but I thank you. Because this is not the only Christmas in my lifetime. There are more Christmas coming. I may not have chicken this Christmas, but I thank you, Lord. I thank you. People don't like me, but I thank you. People are fighting me here and there, but I thank you. My problems are bigger than everybody's own, but I thank you. Hallelujah. He said, make yourself at home, talk him praise. Thank him and worship him. Make yourself at home, talk him praise. When you are a, a child of God who knows how to praise him, to thank him, your natural place of dwelling will be his presence. You will always be constantly watching over your life. You have access. That is why the Bible said in First Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians 5 from verse 18. Can we read it together? In everything, 
Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That means if you are a Christian and you cannot come to the place of thanking God in everything, you will always miss the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The will of God for me is that if there's no money in my pocket, I can still thank him. In everything. He didn't say thank him for everything. He didn't say if you have accident, thank God for the accident. He said in everything. That means in every situation. That means in, even if you are sick now, in that sickness, thank him. We are not thanking God for the sickness, but we are thanking him in that situation. You are single, but in that single situation, thank him. Why? Because it's not permanent. You are broke. You can still thank him that you in your broke situation. You are not thanking him that you don't have money. You are thanking him in that situation. In every situation you find yourself. Maybe you have a bad news this morning before you came to church. In this situation, you can still thank God. You can still thank God. In every situation, the way out of that problem is to first thank God that he is in control over your case. Jesus was a very thankful person. He was a person of gratitude. In the worst of situation, he will always say thank you. John chapter 1141. John 1141. Jesus' closest friend died. His name was Lazarus. We all know the story. He went to raise Lazarus up. But on his way to the cemetery, he started crying. Because it was sad to see the way people were emotional concerning their death. When he got to the grave, in that sad situation, in that bad condition, the Bible said, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Amen. If you don't make gratitude your lifestyle, you can never thank him in the worst of situations. The only way to thank God, no matter how bad the condition is, I want us to read the book of John chapter 6 verse 10. Jesus was in big trouble. 5,000 men plus women plus children. Closely 20,000 human beings are hungry. They've not ate for three days. And when you understand that a hungry man is an angry man, you know... If you don't have the solution to a hungry person's problem, you can be in big trouble. Jesus had only five loaves of bread and two fish. What do you do when you have scarce resources and the needs around you are so many? What do you do when you have little and yet you need to meet many, 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 many needs? What do you do when your problems are more than your resources? You can complain and complain and complain and complain. But look at what Jesus did. Jesus said, make the people sit down. That is faith. In the most limited of resources, Jesus said, let the people sit down. In other words, tell them to get ready for food. Now, there, were, there was mud grass in the place. So the men sat down in the number about 5,000. Verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks. You know, Jesus didn't pray the way we pray. Like, God, you know, I have 5,000 people who are very, 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 very hungry. And by some reasons I cannot explain, you couldn't make sure that I have enough to feed them. You know, that's the way sometimes we pray. All I have is five loaves, and I don't even know what to do. So I'm calling on you to come and do some miracle. Jesus didn't pray like that. The Bible said... He took the loaves. In fact, if you read Matthew's account, the Bible says he looked up to heaven and he gave thanks. 
and he gave it to the disciples. He broke it in pieces, gave it to the disciples. Go and feed the people. When he had given time, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise the fish. He, he gave thanks. You know, the lesson I learned from this is that if you can be thankful to God for the little, it will multiply. If you can be thankful to God for the little he gives you, it will multiply. The reason why nothing multiplies in your hands is because you don't appreciate it. You look at it, say, what is this? What is this? You don't appreciate it. But if you can be grateful for the little, it will multiply. Instead of thanking God, what we normally do is that we complain. We complain and complain and complain and complain. The Bible says it displeases God. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Philippians 2, 14. It said, do all things without complaining and disputing. Hallelujah. I pray we'll come to that place. Amen? We'll come to that place where complaints will leave our language and our, our conversations. And no matter how bad it is, when people ask you, how are you? You will speak right. Yeah, because no human being is the solution to your problem. It's God. Do all things without complaining and disputing. The book of Numbers chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible said, Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. When we complain, it displeases God. Why? Because we are, we are displaying ungratefulness. We are showing ingratitude. When we complain about our problems so much, we talk as if God has done nothing for us. If you are jobless now, don't complain as if God has done nothing. Keep thanking him. The job will come. I said the job will come. If you are single, stop complaining as if the world has come to an end. It's temporary. It will not be long you'll be married. I said it will not be long you'll be married. If you don't have a place of your own, you are patching with somebody, you can still thank God for a place to patch. Some people don't even have a place to patch. Maybe you are sick, but God is going, God is going to heal you. Even today, he can heal you. And, and you'll be free. Stop complaining as if God has done nothing. The Bible said it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it. Anytime we complain, he hears it. He said, the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them. Let's look at Numbers chapter 14. Let's see ingratitude, ingratitude, ingratitude. He says, so all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. They wept. They wept. They wept because of problems. Sometimes when the devil wants you to be crying, you can decide to sing and praise him and make the devil mad. Satan's greatest joy is to see you crying because of problems. Sometimes we just have to cry because of the goodness of God. When was the last time you, you looked back at where you used to be and where you are now? You got so overwhelmed. You cried and worshipped him and loved him and honored him and gave him glory. When was the last time you did that? Because sometimes we, we are so hypocritical. We behave as if this is how we were when we were born. But you know where we started from. You know where we used to be. Hello? Yeah, you know. Ten years back, go and check your pictures. That is if you, 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 are, you are fortunate to take some. They lifted up their voice and wept. Verse 2. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. You know, sometimes ingratitude can make you sound so, excuse me to say, stupid. 430 years, these Israelites have been in slavery and are suffering in Egypt. Suffering, crying to God, God, save us. And God sent Moses. Read the book of Ezra. See all the wonders that God did. Killed Pharaoh's firstborn and all the firstborns in Egypt so that he can deliver these people and show them that he loves them so much. Even when Pharaoh's army pursued them, God opened the Red Sea. They passed through. Hallelujah. And all the Egyptian army, including King Pharaoh himself, they drowned in the Red Sea. They saw it. They saw it. 
They saw the pillar of fire in the night. And the purpose of that fire was to give them light and to give them heat. Because during the winter in Israel, it's very, very cold. So the fire, literal fire, literal fire. You see, gratitude is, 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 is a choice. If you don't have that attitude, then nothing will happen that will move you on this earth. Because they were seeing the pillar of fire by night. And during the daytime, a pillar of cloud, you could see the thing ahead. A big mass of cloud into the skies and covered them from the heat of the sun. So all over, I mean, like the Israelites are marching around. If you are here, you could see the cloud in the sky. A sheet of cloud over their head and in front of them, a pillar. So they were protected during the day, protected in the night. They had light in the night. They had heat, God's presence and glory. Manna was falling every day for them to gather and eat. When there was no water, God brought them water out of the rock. But still, they said, it was better we died in Egypt. It was better we died in Egypt. Verse 3, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? That our wives and children should become victims. Will it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. So there was a day in the, <laughs> in the wilderness. Israelites said, Moses, we don't want him again. We don't want Moses again. Let's get a new leader. Who would take us back to Egypt? Now, this is the place he said you want to be free. You want to live. Now, you want to go back. It's not that the devil can so overwhelm you with one problem. Amplify it and then make you feel like the world has come to an end. I see your problem is the biggest in the world. I see God has done nothing. Sometimes people come to church for some time and they get deceived like this. Some, yeah, I won't even serve God again. Going back. It's all a result of ingratitude. Because of one problem you had, you prayed, and God hasn't done anything about it yet. If God has not done something about it yet, it doesn't mean he's not going to do it. He's going to do it. His times and seasons are different from yours. He said, his ways are not your ways. Neither are his thoughts your thoughts. Verse 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I have performed among them. All the things I've done. These people are ungrateful people. Even God was complaining. Hallelujah. I pray that God will not say such a thing about you. I pray that in our lifetime, as a church, God will not come and say, oh, these people, how long will they continue to be so ungrateful upon all the miracles I'm doing, upon all the mighty things I'm doing in their lives? They will never take time to appreciate my goodness. I want us to be a church that God will be happy about. Amen? God will be pleased with. We have everything to thank God for. I said we have everything to thank God for. God has been good to us. Yeah, God has been good to us. He's, he's been good to us. And he will continue to be good to us. And if you have not got all that you need, just continue to thank him because it is coming. Your miracle is on your way. Your blessing is on the way. You will not be like this forever. Whatever situation you are in now, whatever problem you are in now, it is temporary. God is working on your case and it will not last forever. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.